Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise base in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God and his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are boasting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you are about to listen to has been designed by God specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with us, leaving a write-up of it in the comment section. Or you can send it to us via email at contact at pdjministries.org. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. Psalm 136 NLT. We are going to read from 1 to 26. So everybody pay attention. Let's let's give God glory this morning. Alright, so we read one go. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His uh-huh. His faithful love endureth. Okay, you are not used to this one. Okay, let's do King James. That's what you are used to. This one. Okay, let's go. One go. For his mercy endureth forever. Uh huh. For his mercy endureth forever. Uh huh. To him that stretched out the earth above the waters. For his mercy endureth forever. Uh huh. For his mercy endureth forever. Uh huh. The moon and the stars to rule by night, for his mercy endureth forever. Uh-huh. To him that smote Egypt in their firstborn, for his mercy endureth forever. Uh-huh. For his mercy endureth forever. Uh-huh. For his mercy endureth forever. To him which divided the red sea into parts, for his mercy endureth forever, and made Israel to pass through the midst of it, for his mercy endureth forever. But overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea, for his mercy endureth forever. To him which led his people through the wilderness, for his mercy endureth forever. Uh huh. To him which smote great kings, for his mercy endureth forever. And slew famous kings, 
for his mercy endureth forever. Sihon, king of the Amorites, for his mercy endureth forever. And Og, the king of Bashan, for his mercy endureth forever. And gave their land for an heritage, for his mercy endureth forever. Even an heritage unto Israel his servant, for his mercy endureth forever. Who remembered us in our low estate, for his mercy endureth forever. And hath redeemed us from our enemies, for his mercy endureth forever. Who giveth food to all flesh, for his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks unto God, for his mercy endureth forever. Yeah, his mercies endure. Do you agree with David? I had the privilege to study the book of Chronicles yesterday. And, you know, you keep seeing this. His mercies endureth forever. His mercies endureth forever. He is good. His mercies endureth forever. And I was like, wow. There's something about God they saw. There's something about God. You know, today, the mercies of God is not something that you are going to cry for or pray for. He has already had mercy on you. And this mercy endureth forever. It's eternal. Can you see this? Say, God is a good God. God is a good God. Do you know that God is a good God? Are you sure? Now, see that he didn't say his mercy. He said his mercy. His mercy is enough. It's enough. And it endures forever. In other words, his mercy is eternal. And I am excited to know that his mercy is eternal. You know, sometimes there are a lot of people who don't see, when they don't see any physical manifestation, they think God is not a good God. But I came to announce to you he's a good God. The problem is that you have not received him as a good God. You see, the biggest problem of the church is not, it's not whether God can do or God will do or God has done. It's a mindset you need to have. And once you catch that mindset, everything will fall in place. Now, if David in the Old Testament is still telling you that God has mercy or he's merciful and that mercy endures forever, meaning that this mercy, it does not end. It is, it is forever. So, you know, I told you that, see God this way. When you talk about God, everything he does, does not end. Everything he does is eternal. If you see him like that, see. Now, the problem with the church is whether God has done it for us, God is doing it for us, God will do it, or God is thinking about what he ought to do for you it's not the problem the problem is receive it is the receiving part that has always been the problem we know how to think about everything that God promised to give us the question is even if he stretched his hand to give you are you are you ready to receive this is the problem I'm talking to you about the Christian mindset now, under the old covenant, 
the people that received victories, blessings, favor, and everything from God, please get it this way. They always had to work for them. They always had to do something before they, they got it. And if you understand this today, and it's something I've been saying every time, it will help you have the right mindset. For them, the blessings were not available with them. Everything was with God, and they had to prove themselves. They had to perform. Performance appraiser. And when they pass, it was it's dangerous. And when they pass, then God, so it's like there's a pass mark, like the exam we write. If you don't get 70 and above, you are not promoted. That is how God used to work with them. That is why if you look into the Old Testament, there are a few people that the Bible called them righteous. Majority of them were not righteous. <laughs> but even those that were righteous, even that one, it, it did not meet the standard. So God called that righteousness filthy rags. Thank God I am in this time. I'm going to show you a few scriptures just to confirm this. Now, we are in a time where God does not need performance. For you, God doesn't need performance from you to give you all the things that people in the Old Testament received by performance. The blessings, the favor, the healings, the deliverance, the victories, etc. They needed to perform. There has to be a performance. Some of them must kill animals and sacrifice. Some of them must, you know, uh, uh, put on, you know, they must do a lot, whole lot of things just to please God so that they can attain or receive these things. But that is why Jesus came for us. Maybe you are more educated. So you take academics, school, um, work. That's what, that's, that's what comes to you first. Reason why you cannot see any vision. There's this uneducated guy who knows Charlie all my life God is the one. And would always spend time praying. I went to, when I was writing my ACCA, there was this boy that I went to the same room with. When my friend and I would be on the bed, studying financial management this that around 5 a.m one day i woke up around 4 30 and i was looking for this boy he was not there then i heard the door open then i saw this boy like this his eyes were red there was another room where nobody was there was no light it looked like he had forgotten his bible and this boy entered with prayer he was drowning he came to pick the bible and was going i was lying down there and he went in there, 4.30, and was using torchlight from his phone to study the Because I was so guilty. I felt so guilty. But around that time, all I had the time for was to read financial management. When he was in that room, immediately the Lord opened my eyes and I saw this boy. Today, if I see him, I might not be able to recognize him. But the Lord said, this guy is going to be one of the biggest men of God the world has ever seen. Nobody knows him today. But he spent his time in that. He stood, apparently, he has, when he came, he had been there for 2.30 a.m. He came back at 7 a.m. When we were now sleeping because we have studied. 
Hey, I threw my book somewhere. And I wept on the bed. I said, God, it changed my life. From that day, one time I went to the library, I carried my Bible. Because when I went there, I didn't want anybody to see that I was a pastor. So I carried my, my big Bible. And I'll enter into the library or the study room. And I'll open my Bible. That's when I started reading my Bible four hours before I studied my book one hour. And I passed all my papers. I'm writing the exam and I can see the, the, the pages of the books where the examples were. I learned from that young boy. What causes you to get up from in the morning? If it is not a business idea, it's not something you have to call or free night call. It is like the word of God is not, it's like you're not, you're not thinking about anything. To, to, to cause you to get up and say, I want to find out this. And you study. So, you see, you need to revere the word of God. Take it to another level. Take it to another level. Look at it. He said, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Now, when you look at Ephesians 5, 18, where it talks about similar thing, he says, do not be drunk with wine, wearing in excess. But he said, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Then he says, singing to yourselves. He says, saying to yourselves. He said, uh-huh. he says, speaking to yourselves in Psalms. Do you know what it means? You speak to yourself, you. There are times you need to, you need to separate yourself. And like you're mad. You are, you are, that's how, he's showing you how to be filled with the Spirit. Oh, blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, thank you, Lord. Your mercies endure it forever. Oh, blessed be God. Then shall we know if we follow on to know the Lord. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. This is how you speak to yourself. Nobody knows about it. You speak, and as you speak to yourself, you get filled and filled and filled with the spirit. But the question is that, how can you speak to yourself in Psalms, in spirit, when the word of God is not richly dwelling? Because see, here it tells you that when you do this, you will feel the spirit. Then in the Colossians 3.16, he said, let the word of God richly dwell in you in all wisdom. Then he used the same thing. He said, teaching and much one another in Psalms and in hymns and in spiritual songs. So the word of God must be rich what? Dwelling in you. So you, you, you don't understand why you are not full of the spirit. See, when you learn how to be full of the spirit, eh, you become different from other persons. Somebody will touch, somebody needs to touch people for them to fall. You don't touch them. Your presence alone makes them fall. That's the difference because, because you are full of the spirit. People sit on chairs and devils can come and sit on the same chairs. But when you sit, didn't you understand what the Bible says? The Bible says that from the bodies of Paul were aprons and handkerchiefs. And the Bible says that and they cast and dealt with devils. How does this one? This is an inanimate object. This is an inanimate object. There's no life in this. Is there life in this one? So how come somebody is sick and you put a handkerchief and demons in the person will flee? Why? Because the Bible says that from the bodies of Paul, it means that the anointing in Paul 
were so much that it permeated his body into his clothes and into his handkerchief. I'm sure you were here. I, I put my handkerchief on my head and I caught Pastor Bright and I laid it on him and he couldn't stand. Because there's something that, Jesus, the Bible says that, and the woman with the issue of blood, the Bible says that she didn't touch the feet of Jesus. Oh. She did not touch the body of Jesus. She only touched the hem. The hem of his garment. And, Bible says, and Jesus stood and said what? Power has gone out of me. Today, somebody with an evil spirit can confidently take your clothes. Can confidently take your clothes and wear. <laughs> Why? Though you are full of the spirit, you have not received the abundance of the spirit. When you receive the abundance of the spirit, it goes through your body into your clothes. Some of us say, we, we, me, I don't like talking. If, if Christianity was a job, I'll tell you to resign. Because Christianity is a talking lifestyle. Listen, you became saved by talking. He said, with the mouth, with the mouth, confession. There's a message that taught you on charting the course of your life. You see this your mouth? It was not given to you for food though. Otherwise, people when they are sick and they can't swallow, they will die, right? But when you go to the hospital, you use infusion or whatever to send the same food. Which means that any part of your body can receive the food. So it's not your mouth. Your mouth was given to you to chart the course of your life. What you want to see, what you want to see happen. You, the Bible says with your mouth, confession, anything you say, you are catapulted into the same thing. So you are there, you don't say anything. And when you hear people are saying, oh, I'm a blessed man in the name of Jesus. You are like, oh, you are making too much. No, I'm not making noise. I'm chatting my life. I'm chatting the course of my life. And that is why I tell you, don't advertise the devil. I am sick. I am afraid. I am this. Do you know what you are doing? It's another way of chatting your life. So you chat the course of your... I just want to show you a mindset you need to have. Is the mindset coming? Okay. The eighth day, after they had feasted for seven days, they made a solemn assembly. For they had kept the dedication of altars and feasts for... Look, so you see their performance. After praying to God, now they had to keep this thing. They had to do it well. Why? Because they wanted God to hear their prayer. So for some, now, now look, now they, it's like we have performed the thing. It's like now they are now demanding. For they had kept, look at it. Charlie, we have kept the dedication of the altar and the feast for seven days. We have done it. So now God, you have to do what you have to do. And on the 23rd day of the seventh month, he sent his people away to their homes, glad and merry in heart for the goodness of the Lord had shown to David, to Solomon, and to Israel, his people. Charlie, after 20-something days, now look at it. That Solomon finished the Lord's house and the king's house. All that he had planned to do in the Lord's house and his own house, he accomplished successfully after 20-something days. When he had prayed, he prayed day one, but it took him 20-something days to finish everything. And this was track me. You, you go on, verse 12. And the Lord, now, and the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said to him, I have I have heard your prayer and I have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. This thing scared me. I said, God, 
I don't want to be in these shoes. It means that if they had gone wrong with the sacrifice and offering, God wouldn't have heard anything. They pray day one. But in your case, Jesus told you, when you pray, believe in your heart you have received. There is no room for, for offering. So when you pray, you don't need to come and put offering. Or covenant. You just catch the thing, the, the answer with your spirit. That's the mindset you need to have. There is no sacrifice. 40, do you have 48 million on sheep? He said, therefore I say unto you, what things soever, for, for them they didn't have everything. But for us, he says, for what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, the thing is, believe. Believe that ye receive. Believe that ye receive. The thing I pray for, he said, I should believe that I have received it. So I pray for, I say, God, give me, I say, thank you, God. I demand this envelope in the name of Jesus Christ. He says, I should believe that I have the envelope already. That's what I'm telling you. The problem is not the availability. The problem is me receiving. Receiving. Go back. Uh-huh, 13. If, now look, he said, if I shut up heaven so no rain falls, or if I command locust to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, pandemic, now here he says, this is, the, this is the favorite scripture of a lot of people. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek and crave and require for necessity my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sins and heal their land. This scripture is not for the born again. Their conditions, their performance, can't you see? He said, if my people who are called by my name, if they shall, if they shall humble themselves, if they shall pray, if they shall seek, if they shall crave, I'm desperate for you. I'm hungry for you. I'm thirsty for you. You know those songs? God says, you must do all this and then I will hear from heaven. And then what? For, forgive their sins and heal their land. 15. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to prayers, prayer offered in, the, in this place. So, so they had to go through conditions before they receive all these things. This is not pathetic. Now I'm saying that that scripture is not for you. Look, I've quoted it, I've quoted it severally. But you do it in ignorance. The word Bible says, if, then. Do you remember in mathematics in school? If, then. Modus ponen. You remember those things? Let's come to Bible. No mass. So the Bible says that if, then. Condition. But the born again. You don't need to pray. To receive you don't need to seek. You don't need to crave. Huh? There's one thing you ought to do. Take. Because they have been given. 
is the problem of the church. How many of you know that God blesses? How many of you that know that God heals? How many of you know that God prospers? Oh, we know, we know. And how many of you know that God delivers? Okay. Now, the question is, with you, the believer, in this dispensation, we know that God blesses. It's only God that blesses. Is he going to bless you? Or he has blessed you? Ephesians 1.3 The Bible says that blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us blessed us blessed us with all spiritual blessings. I found out that this whole verse in fact from verse 3 to verse 16 Paul didn't take a breath. He recited everything. There's something called doxology. Okay. Doxa. You know doxa, glory. And then logi from the word logos. Logia meaning spoken word. Paul says that this is spoken glory. This, these blessings. And in this chapter alone, is where you find the trinity so conspicuous you find the will of the father the work of the son and the witness of the holy spirit maybe on wednesday i'll show you but listen he said you are blessed with all spiritual the word spiritual here is the greek pneumaticos which signifies the holy spirit now he's saying that these blessings you know the word bless is the word eulogitos or eulogy. Okay? Which means you, you in Greek means good. And then logitos from the word logia or logos means word or speaking. So blessing actually means good speaking. That's what it means. That is why when Isaac was blessing, I mean, was transferring inheritance to his children, Jacob and Esau. The Bible says that Isaac was, he was great. You remember the scripture? He went forward until he was very great. But when he was handing over inheritance, he did not give material inheritance to his children. He had a lot of sheep. He could have said, you take one third, you take the land, you take the very thing here. Because you go to your hometown every time, go and fight on the land. God, this is my mother's property. If I don't take it, see, you are born again. You must your, your mindset must be different. Isaac never gave physical inheritance. When Jacob was leaving a house, he left with his clothes, his rod, and he left. But the Bible says, and his father blessed him. In other words, he spoke favorable upon him. Blessings emanate from the spirit. Blessings. They are good they are good words, favorable words that are spoken over you that materializes. Can you see this? So he spoke over his child and he said the nation shall bow to you. He said you shall be you shall be a nation. You shall be this this will happen to you. You shall multiply. He spoke favorable upon his child. Today 
if I said you send somebody and a person comes and you say, Oh, you are blessed, then the person will be standing. Then he's looking at your change. Look, look at the look at the words. He said, Let people serve thee. He said, and nations bow down to thee. The Lord be Lord over thy brethren, and let thy mother's sons bow down to thee. Curse be everyone that cursed thee, and blessed be everyone that blessed thee. And it came to pass, as soon as Isaac had made an end of blessing Jacob, and Jacob was yet scarce gone out of his presence of Isaac his father, that Esau his brother came from hunting. Now when you read the story, the Bible says that, and Esau said, Father bless me. No, I have given all the blessings. Then he said, even if there is a little, he said, please give it to me. And the Bible says, and, and God also, uh, Isaac also blessed Esau. But the magnitude of the favorability of the words spoken was not comparable to that of Jacob's. But you see, he said, bless me. Because they understood the place of blessing. Today you say bless as cash. So you limited your flow with cash, with car, with house. No. No. Do you remember what God said in the book of Isaiah? He made a comparison. He says, just as the rain and the snow comes from, is poured from heaven and does not go back, so are the words from my mouth. So God is comparing mouth to heaven. Are you catching it? Use your mouth. He said, just as the rains and the snow comes down from heaven and does not go back. He says, so are my words from my mouth. It does not come back to me void except it has accomplished that which I sent it. So God is saying that just as heaven releases the word, the rains and the so my mouth releases. So God is comparing his mouth to heaven. Charlie, use your mouth. Look at it. For as the rain cometh down and snow from heaven. From where? And returneth not theta, but watereth the earth. They come for a purpose. And maketh it bring forth and bad that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Uh-huh. So shall my word be that goes out of my why would he want to talk about mouth? He could say, just, just as my word goes out. But he used the word mouth. So he said that just as the rain and the snow comes out from heaven, the word also comes out of my mouth. My mouth is heaven. So every word that comes out of my mouth comes with a purpose. I'm a blessed man, guy. Listen, I'm not just making noise. I refuse to be sick. I am not just making noise. These words that are coming out of my mouth, they shall not return until they fulfill why they were released. Mm. Can you see that? So the Bible says that we are blessed. Now, who said that? God. He said, you are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Now, I'm telling you, these are favorable words. Eulogy. 
Eulogia. That is why when you are in trouble and you don't know what to say, give thanks to God. It's called eulogia. When you look at it in the Greek, it means the hand of grace that opens the window for grace to be poured. That's why I said, in all things, give thanks. Yes, you are in a situation, the situation is, doesn't look good at all. He said, give thanks. You are, you are weeping, but he said, give thanks. Because when you, when you give thanks, the hand of grace will open the door and grace is poured out. But one thing a lot of Christians don't, if I say, let's get up right now, and I say, let's start thanking God. You can't do it for four, four minutes. You do it for two minutes and you are tired. Oh Lord, I thank you, I thank you, I give you all glory. I praise you, I praise you, oh my Father. Oh, all glory be to your name. Father, I praise you. Lord, praise me in the name of Jesus. Oh Lord. Oh. Now you know yourself. Father, I praise you. Rademi Dawasi me, you are me come for. Rademi show the nyam. Oh, rade also na ukron. Oh, abatampanya me. Oh, nufu nufu batabrabanya me. Oh, rade su. Hey Jesus, me diwa me, you are me, you are me, you are me come for me come for me come for rade. Oh, rade to me so to me so. Oh, rade to me so. You don't have words. You know why? You don't know him. We read Psalm one thirty six from one to twenty six. These are scriptures you commit into memory. You commit into memory. You commit Romans chapter 8 into memory. You know, you know that is thanksgiving and blessings unto God? For declaring what he has done for you. There is therefore no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Who walk not by the spirit, by, by the flesh, but by the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ has made me free from the law. Quote it. I'm, stay after me. I've taught you. Let's go. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak to the flesh. Oh, God sending his son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. You see, this is, this is called the life of the spirit, the spirit's life. You begin to say it. You begin to say it. Oh, then shall we know if we follow on to know the Lord. For his coming forth is as prepared as the morning. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the latter rain and the... And, you know, you begin to thank him. These are words... That is, what, that is what made David different. All you know is, Father, I thank you, I bless you, I thank you, I bless you. The rest you know is, hey, Satan, you and your mother-in-law and everybody, you are dead in Jesus' name. I rebuke a bind, I rebuke a bind. Now the church is used to this. Reason why when we are having praise and thanksgiving service, instead of revering God, you see your mobile phone. Arise. Take your place. Be enthroned. On our face. Alright. Who are you worshipping? Yourself? 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 Look, it's not every, every, every worship service and praise service that the angels of God are there. Sometimes they are not there. It's only song you are singing. Did you hear? The Bible says, and the priests took their place. So did the Levites and the kings. The Bible says, and they all stood up. Reverence. How many times have you worshipped and laid down by the power of the Holy Ghost? Sometimes you just feel that the Holy Ghost wants you to lie down. But you have become like metal. 
Then when you see people are falling down and then you're like, oh, most of the oh. Hallelujah. So you see, you are oh Jesus, you are blessed with all spiritual blessings. Now go back there. That's what I want to let you know. The Bible says you are blessed. In your case, you don't need 22,000 sheep. You don't need any sacrifices. In fact, you don't even need prayer. You don't need prayer. You are already blessed. What you have to do is to receive that God says, I am blessed. He has, he has spoken favorable. You see that thing? Now, he is not now speaking. He has spoken. God, who in sundry times spoke to the fathers by the prophet, has in these last days spoken to us by his son. I just quoted Hebrews 1. 1, 2. He said, has in these last days spoken. He has spoken favorably. He has spoken good things about you. And remember, when God speaks, he says it will not return to him. So God says, I am blessed. Abba, I will see all manifestations of blessing. Because God says, I am blessed and I believe. Say, I'm blessed. Now, I'm telling you, you don't need to come and give me, come and give offering to be blessed. You don't need to give any man of God anything to be blessed. You don't need to pray to be blessed. You don't need any covenant seed to be blessed. The Bible says that you are blessed with all spiritual blessings. Now, there is not one that is lacking. Now, when it says spiritual blessings, now the word is the spirit from the Holy Ghost. It means, look, he said in the heavenly places. What it means is that these blessings come from the highest place. In other words, where these words were spoken from, the highest place where a man can be blessed, the highest place is from the Holy Ghost. So you were blessed from the Holy Ghost according to the will of the Father. Where? In Christ. So your blessing is not like the blessings of the earth. Your blessing is beyond car. I'm telling you, the blessing is beyond, is beyond um, cash. It's beyond that. Look, the Bible says that if you have all the monies in this wealth, in this world, the Bible says it is still called the least. It is not comparable to a, 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 a supernatural blessing like, like healing. You know why? You can have 20 trillion thousand pounds. <laughs> the guy say bullion. But you see, common headache will kill you. Even when we, tra- we, we fly you to all the hospitals of the world, you still die. Which tells you that there is a limitation to cash. But healing transcends. Healing transcends. So you see, money is not as powerful as this spirit. When God mentioned these things, he never mentioned cash. He mentioned something we look, we don't even check. What are these spiritual blessings that he conferred? What are the words that he spoke over us? In verse 4, he said, you are chosen. Highly favored. He said, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation. Ladies and gentlemen, God has chosen you. Before the foundations of the world. That we should be holy and without blame before him in love. I found out something when I studied this one. Do you know what made you holy? Love. The love of God made you holy. 
I'm coming. Follow me. It is only the love of God that makes people holy. Show me TPT. Or maybe, yeah, and the message. I think they, they, they caught that picture. Look at it. Look at it. And in love, he chose us before he laid the foundations of the universe. So I'm telling you, the love was there for you before you started praying. In fact, before you even came into Christ, before you even came, the thing was there. So, so you don't need to pray for what was already there when you came. I don't know if you get it. Before he made the foundation of the universe, because, look at it, of his great love, he ordained us so that we will be seen as holy in his eyes with an unstained innocence. Love made you holy. I'm coming to explain to you why you cannot lose your holiness. Show me a message. He said, long before he laid down the earth foundation, he had us in mind. Say, God had me in mind. Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed by it. We are Word and Spirit and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Raymond Knight at 6 p.m. Encounter the supernatural in our prophetic service on Friday at 6 p.m. And sit under the reign of heaven in our Vanessa service on Sunday at 8 a.m. Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny-Eljedu, and on Instagram at Prophet Danny-Eljedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. To receive our weekly newsletters, please subscribe to www.pdgministries.org. You can contact Word and Spirit International on plus 233-54722-1773 or plus 233-54937-7290 or plus 233-50432-8959 or plus 233-2751-008000. So many people have received testimonies by listening to these podcasts. Now, if you are one such person, share your testimony with us by leaving a write up of it in the comment section or send it to us via email to contact pdgministries.org you were made to live from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world you are blessed victory in the name